can, you know, through Aboriginal ways, just reach out to some of our mob. Working with the wider non-Aboriginal community and working with our own community together allows us to start eating. In the past, you know, people know who they are and that type of thing, but there hasn't been something there to bring everything together, to bring people together, and Native Title has done that. I'd like to begin by acknowledging the traditional owners of the land on which this episode was recorded, the Ghana people of the Adelaide Plains, and I pay my respects to Elders past, present and emerging. Hello and welcome to Aboriginal Way, brought to you by South Australian Native Title Services. It's Caleb Sweeting here, and today I'm speaking with State Records Director Simon Frude and State Library of South Australia Director Jeff Strempel about a yet-to-be-formed Aboriginal reference group. So I believe that the Aboriginal reference group will provide input to State Records and the State Library, which will help with the development of programs, activities and services relating to Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples. Now, Simon and Jeff join me over the phone now. How are you both going? Very well, thank you, Caleb. That's great. Yeah, likewise. Great to talk to you. Yeah, cool. So, um, Simon, let's start off with you. Can you tell me a bit about what State Records does? Yeah, sure. Happy to, Caleb. So, um, State Records is the South Australian Government um, Archive and Record Keeping Authority, and um, as Part of our responsibilities, we um, look after the historical records of the South Australian government. So these are records that have been collected by government agencies um, since the mid-1830s all the way through to the present day. And we um, preserve those records. Uh, We maintain them uh, at a couple of repositories here in uh, just outside outside Adelaide, one at Jeff's Cross um, and one at Collinswood. And we provide access to that material to members of the public. Um, And um, part of that is, uh, I guess, focused, uh, particularly from an Aboriginal community perspective, is focused on um, helping, um, for instance, members of the stolen generation access records that might help um, with family reconnection. Um, And uh, we do provide other services um, along those sort of lines to other community members as well. Yeah, thanks for that explainer. And Jeff, also, I, I'm sure our listeners may be a bit more familiar with what the the library does or how it operates. Is the state library a bit different to say the local library? And um, I guess what kind of material does the state library hold? Yeah, look, great question. We sort of in some ways mirror the state records where state records have collected the official records of government over the whole history of the, the colony and the state. Um, the state library collects the social history, so the, the history of people, mm-hmm. businesses, community groups, etc. Um, we've got a basement here with about 60 kilometres of shelving full of that history wow. and another repository of material. So we've got everything from some of the material that does relate to early exploration in South Australia and up into the Northern Territory where that was part of the South Australian colony. Um, so there's lots of material there. 
that does relate to Indigenous communities, yeah. uh, but we also have things like the history of the Holden motor car development here. The first Holden's company dates back to the 1850s, yeah. and we hold records about Holden's. We hold records about all sorts of interesting community groups, many of which um, have, have thrived and been part of our community since the very, very beginning. Yeah. I've just been having a conversation today with the Royal Geographical Society that holds lots of records that are in our building as well. So, yeah, and we're a research library, so a bit like Simon's, uh, we don't lend anything out. You can come in here, ask to see any of our records, and we'll get them out for people who are wanting to explore whatever their topic of interest is. Yeah, great. That's a really good explainer. And I guess it does make a bit of sense um, then, you know, the reason why we're talking today about this Aboriginal reference group. So either Simon or Jeff, do you want to tell us why, um, you know, what the reference group is and also why it um, is going to be important for it to be informing both of your agencies? Yes, more than happy to, Caleb. And, and Jeff, please feel free to, to jump in um, whenever you wish to. Um, so the, the Aboriginal reference group is, is really uh, a very significant step forward for both ourselves and the State Library in terms of how um, we go about providing uh, services, support and advice to uh, Aboriginal communities in South Australia. Um, for, for a long time now, state records has had uh, and provided services to Aboriginal people. We've got a, a Andrew Wilson, who's our Senior Aboriginal Access Officer. He's been working with us for 30 plus years now. And as I mentioned earlier, he has had a focus on um, supporting uh, individuals reconnecting with family and reconnecting with community, and that's been really important. But in recent years, and particularly since um, sort of late 2019, when um, the Ash International Council on Archives uh, introduced its Tanzania Adelaide Declaration, which is essentially a, a declaration for archival jurisdictions around the world to um, take immediate action to um, rectifying some of the uh, uh, the way that we provide services to Aboriginal people and ad Aboriginal communities. Um, and, in, you know, and it, it, it talks about things like um, acknowledging Indigenous um, understanding ideas and history, uh, brings in together uh, frameworks around self-determination and um, uh, being able to um, provide, uh, I guess for us, uh, what, what, it, what it aims to do is provide a voice to Aboriginal people and Aboriginal communities about how the records within... Um, state records and within archives generally are, are maintained and, and accessed. So um, the, for, for Jeff and, and, and myself, we, we had a, a conversation probably uh, a year or so ago now and, and we, we, we talked about the, the notion of, a, of the need for both of our organisations to engage with Aboriginal people in South Australia and to yep. engage with Aboriginal communities in South Australia and for really for us to listen to the voices of, of those people in order to provide direction for how we deliver our services. Um, and we, we want to be able to hear from um, people. We want to be able to connect to community and, and use um, the, I guess, the, the, the lived experience of Aboriginal people to help us improve our services mm. and the services that we're delivering to Aboriginal people. So in particular around access and preservation of material, um, but also in terms of repatriation and things like that. Sure. So um, state records recently repatriated a, a set of records through to the, uh, through to the Northern Territory. It's a, fo uh, a collection of photographs that um, um, Gillen took in the early 1900s. And, and that's the first time that we've been able to do that. And we'd like to see that as, right. a, I guess, a first step um, so, and then the Aboriginal Reference Group really will 
uh, provide us with that voice and that link back to Aboriginal people and Aboriginal communities. Yeah, yeah, that... that. And, and, the, and the reason why Simon and I want to do this together is because we actually see that we're similar institutions and it would be a lot easier and a lot uh, more mm. respectful if we were both listening to the same voices and making sure that our services um, moved in the same direction and had consistency across them. So yeah. it made access to our collections consistent and easier than they are now. Um, and and we, we want to be seen to be working collectively to enhance um, the opportunity for Aboriginal people to access both of our collections. Yeah, it, it really sounds like a genuine step forward as well. Like it sounds like the, it has really been considered and that, you know, you really want this to be meaningful. Has, oh. <laughs> has much of this work happened in the past? Because I understand that, you know, sometimes these type of agencies you know, haven't worked with Aboriginal peoples and, you know, can you just tell us about the significance of this step, you know, even though it might feel small to get a reference group to some people that may be listening, can you just tell us about why it's important? Yeah, sure. Look, it, it is, and, and Caleb, you, you're right in saying that it is a significant step and I think both in, both Jeff and myself are really passionate about this and our organisations are passionate about this. We have, I, I think, for you know, for a long time, um, particularly in the archival community, we have taken the approach that um, that the, the, these records come into our collection, we manage them, and we provide access to them, and that, that there's a, I guess, there's a, a level of responsibility and ownership that we take on in preserving those records because they are valuable for the community generally, you know, sort of the broader community. But what we haven't done is we haven't listened to the voices of the people that the records represent. Mm. And this Aboriginal reference group will give us an opportunity to listen to those voices. So, um, you know, there's there's lots of discussions occurring at the moment and to be had moving into the future about what records we collect representing Aboriginal people, how those records are accessed, who has um, responsibility and who we can engage with to make sure that access is appropriate, both both from a personal level, but also from a cultural level as well. And um, so, the, I, I, the the for me, the Aboriginal, Aboriginal Reference Group is really the it's 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 a, it's a, the first step that both of our organisations are taking on what we think is going to be a very long journey. Um, but it is a it's it's a really important first step for us to do the right thing by the Aboriginal communities in South Australia. Yeah, thanks for going more into that. I really appreciate it. Can can you also talk about who you're looking for in this reference group? Who should apply? Well, yeah, absolutely. We're um, we're really looking for any Aboriginal or Torres Strait Islander person um, who has uh, um, a, a relationship with an Aboriginal community in South Australia. We're looking for broad, wide representation. Um, so at the moment, the terms of reference have... Uh, have set down that we're looking at, at up to nine representatives, but the terms of reference are, are flexible in that. And if we get nominations from more people who we think are suitable for the group, then we will certainly consider having more than that. So we're looking for people who have the ability to represent the interests of Aboriginal people across South Australia, their local community. Yeah. Uh, we're also looking for members who've got a knowledge or experience in working with libraries and archives uh, and maybe helping Aboriginal people through, the, through that. Mm. Um, 
And so it's it's really quite broad. We 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 have tried to we we're, we're looking for um, uh, regional representation as well. Obviously, we don't just want to hear voices of uh, Aboriginal people from metropolitan Adelaide. We want to hear from um, uh, the regional regional Aboriginal communities. Um, and uh, yes, we, we're just looking for as, as, as broader representation. We would we would really strongly encourage um, anybody who is interested in nominating, or even if if somebody is hesitant about nominating but might want to speak to either Jeff or myself, yeah. please feel free to to contact us and we can have a have a chat to them. I've I've spoken to a couple of people already um, about the possibility of, of nominating, and and everyone I've spoken to has been um, really not only just supportive of the uh, notion of the of the, the group but has also been really interested and keen to actually be part of that group because i think people understand that it's going to make some real change yeah yeah so, um you, you know you're talking then as well about it, the connection to south australia or you know lands around here can it is there any um does does may uh, does age matter obviously i understand that having elders on board is really important for um you know their knowledge, the knowledge they hold. But it, can there be some younger people that could go for this too, or it's kind of open to? to yeah, it, it, it is open. We'd, we'd like a blend. I think would be the way to say it. Okay. But also, it's not that it's not necessarily that the people on the reference group will be making decisions necessarily around um, items of cultural significance or whatever. Okay. It's more about them helping us with the, the appropriate protocols of who we should contact, how we should contact them. Mm-hmm. So if we have if we have some relatively junior people from one Aboriginal group, um, it's not for them to make a cultural decision. It's for them to help us to go and find the people to help us to make the right decisions. Okay. Um, so that's why it's a reference group. It's a it's a, a bridge between communities and our institutions, and those people can help guide us as to how we go about engagement to get the right outcomes. All right. So if I if someone has um, someone they know that they want to nominate, can they do that also? Yes, absolutely. People can uh, nominate themselves, or they can nominate others. Um, we're also um, more than happy to. Um, consider where multiple people might want to nominate for one role on the reference group because we understand um, that uh, you know people might be time poor they might not be able to make the meetings and so sharing the, the workload across a number of people yeah. within one community is, is more than acceptable and obviously I think it's really important you know we've talked about age but it's really important that we get a good gender balance as well so we're looking for both males mm. and females we're looking for old and young um, and people with varied experiences and um, and we also want to hopefully see this as an opportunity for people to learn more about what we do and the services that we deliver and how we sure. can actually assist individuals and communities. So if there's somebody who wants to come in and then have, you know, it might there might be an elder in a community who wants to nominate for the group, but then also um, bring in somebody, one of the younger members of the community who can sit there and work with them as, and be part of the group as well. Yeah, for sure. And really important point there about having a gender balance. I think that that's key as well. Can you, um, I, I know then, I think it was you, Simon, that talked about um, some photographs or material going back to the NT. Can you um, maybe share about the kind of process and what that looked like? Yeah, sure. So we, um, this, it, was a, it was a very lengthy process for us and it really began probably back in the, oh, the, the, the early 1990s where um, we had uh, we became aware of some photographs in our collection that um, related to 
uh, Aboriginal people and communities from the Northern Territory. And these photographs have been taken in the early 1900s on a, an expedition by um, that Dylan made uh, through the Northern Territory from South Australia. And there were about 280 photographs all up. Um, and so we um, reached out to the um, Central, uh, Central Land Council and we also talked to some Aboriginal communities in the Northern Territory as well as uh, other, other bodies. And um, over the years, we came to um, the decision to repatriate these records and we were fortunate enough to do that earlier this year. Um, and those records are now in the uh, Central Australian Museum um, and sit with the Strello collection. Um, so that they are now available uh, and preserved uh, close to the, the communities who the photographs represent and, and are accessible by the people who um, should be accessing them. Sure. Yeah, that's really cool. Is is there any uh, more projects in the pipeline like that? Um, not at this stage, but as I said, that, that was really the first repatriation that we've done. So I'm, I'm hopeful that there will be more opportunities for, for us to do that in the future. Um, um, it really is, a, you know, it, it, it's a case of us looking very closely at the records that we have in the collection and, and making a determination about which ones are, are suitable and appropriate for repatriation and then working with those local communities to make that happen. And, yeah. and and we also work on an, like an interim process between sort of our ownership and physical repatriation is what we call digital repatriation, which is oh, in yeah. the first instance, some communities say to us, actually, we'd ra- we don't have the capacity to store this material on country. Okay. We're happy for it to remain in your archive, but we would like to have some form of copies of this material so people on country can see this stuff. So we have a digital mm. repatriation policy which says that we will... Um, digitise and make available uh, digital copies, which can also be printed and turned into into pa- paper or physical representations as well. We're working with the community in Yuendamu about that at the moment. We've had some elders down from there who've been going through the Walbury collection and yeah. identifying material that is secret and sacred and shouldn't be put in the public arena, but other material that should be, and we'll digitise that. And some of that includes film that was taken in the 1930s. Um, yeah. So we'll digitise that material and we'll digitise repatriate it so give a copy to the community um, as the first stage toward them familiarizing themselves with the content without having to come here longer term where as as um, Simon says there are um, agencies that have the right physical conditions around care for these um, original items will be happy to repatriate original items when we know and the community know that they they want them and they can look after them yeah which I'm sure takes a lot of time, but, you know, it's really good that you're able to go and start that process. Yeah. Yeah. I guess there was another question I had too, which you kind of touched on about, um, you know, there being maybe a few members that can kind of go to meetings when it works or, you know, stuff like that. But also we know if we're going for um, people in remote communities and especially with COVID existing as it does, um, you know, will some of the meetings operate that it can be online if they have access or, you know, how are you going to work around that? I think I think it'd be a brave organisation these days that didn't offer online access as part of the way yeah. they're going to do business as usual. True. I think that's now now embedded amongst us. And um, for for convenience and you know physical safety, quite obviously with COVID around, that would be an absolute given. Um, we would like to at some stage make sure we did you know, have some face to face contact with each member of our group, whether that means you know we travel or someone travels. But clearly, um, online um, meetings protocols we'd be very pleased to put them in place um, as we start up 
For sure. Yeah, that that's a very good answer there. So in terms of if people do want to apply, where should they go? Okay, so the uh, the information is on uh, the state records website. Um, so that's uh, archives.sa.gov.au um, and they'll be able to find the expression of interest form there that they can download from that website as well as the terms of reference document as well. Sounds good. Well, I think we'll wrap this up now. So big thank you to my guest today, State Records Director Simon Fruit and State Library of South Australia Director Jeff Strempel. Thank you so much, guys. Oh, thank, you. thank you. Much appreciated. Thank you.